0: On the outside, always looking in Will I ever be more
1: than I've always been? Cause I'm tap, tap, tapping on the glass I'm waving through a window I try to speak but nobody can hear So I wait around for an answer to appear While I'm watch, watch, watching people pass me hello <laughs> and welcome to sister act this is a, a podcast uh with two sisters we listen to we watch movie musicals then you listen to us talk about them uh most so far they're movie musicals we haven't seen but this is the first time that it is a, a movie adaptation of a musical we are familiar with um and it's Dear Evan Hansen. Yes, which maybe you knew from the title of the episode, but now you really, from yeah. God's mouth to <laughs> horse's ears. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, I'm Nicola Farrow. I'm Mike- Jack <laughs> Farrow. <laughs> and let's get
1: into it. Yes, let's. So, Dear Evan Hansen, lights up. <laughs> But right off the
0: bat, we skip one of the best songs. Yeah, we really
1: do. So the stage show lights up on Does Anybody Have a Map? Which is by far one of my favorite songs in that musical.
0: And a song that, like, explains... Or just like gives some introduction to the characters,
1: something I actually think you're kind of okay without it. Like I I don't think that it creates story problems to not have that song. It's just like is nice to meet Connor and yeah. see his but, N- but we get that information Removing later. You don't need it right Any
0: away. song in this musical would not create story problems because yes. no song propels the story in any way.
1: Yes. That is in general my note about Pace it, much like the greatest showman. The music feels like a, a song cycle written on a concept. And then someone was like, we should turn this into a musical and not change a thing about these songs. <laughs> and that's the case here. Not, not that that's the development story of Dear Evan Hansen. I don't know how it came about, but that's how it feels like it came about. So it's okay that they skip this song, but it is kind of a bop. You're like, "Ah, oh, what a bummer. But it's we start with the song that everybody knows from this musical, which is Waving Through a Window. We see Ben Platt. He looks normal. It's just (laughs) Ben Platt. Anyone who is saying that this movie is horrifying because Ben Platt looks so old is cyberbullying a young man who has an old face and he has had it his whole life. It's very... (laughs) It's just not that distracting. If you've ever seen Ben Platt before, you're gonna be able to get through this movie and it's not gonna feel like you're watching a 30-year-old man have a relationship with a 24-year-old girl because that's what you're looking at and that's fine.
0: I would say... What's stranger to look at than his face is his
1: wig. Yes, his hair is bad. And if that was what the criticism was, that would be fine. I'm here for roasting bad wigs. Let's have a conversation about, about the prom. The prom. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're just making fun of a man for having a kind of unusual face, when your real problem is just that he's wearing a bad wig, that's that's bullying, folks. I'm not about. We're not about that on this podcast. Here we say. Ben Platt has a perfectly normal face, albeit a little weird, and we're not going to talk about it anymore.
0: (laughs) I can't really tell if... I mean, I don't know. Is it worse to say Ben Platt is too old, or Ben Platt has a very weird face? Well,
1: one is objectively true, and the other is objectively not. So many times, like <laughs> he is not the oldest person to play a high school senior in a movie. It's just like a very normal thing that happens as you cast someone, you know, in in an age. And he also doesn't. I mean, he looks like a he looks like a young person with an old person's face. Like that's he never. You're not like
0: he looks like a young person with an old person's face in the stage show
1: as yeah. well. He's looked like a young person with an old, and he looks young in Pitch Perfect in a way where it's like, oh, he's like young, but weird. You know, like there is something very young about his features. Like he has soft, delicate, glowing skin in a way that makes you think like this boy's young, but his features are a little old. <laughs> and that's what you're looking at. And then people made a whole big deal about it. And that's, But it just doesn't feel that odd to me.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel super torn about <laughs> the whole uh, dialogue
1: about Ben yeah, Platt. We should have given a little flag at the top of this episode. Nick and no. I both have pretty strong feelings about this stage show, and so most of our reactions to this movie are going to be us negotiating things that we've already been thinking for years, and yeah. not like, immediate reactions this to the is, movie.
0: This is a very different episode, <laughs> because we're kind of just going to talk about... Also, um i am home from college and we saw this movie together in theaters so we have been talking a bit about it we're just going to continue our <laughs> conversations so we're jumping in
1: but we're going to move through yeah, yes
0: but. my thing about ben platt and i can't say i hear you that maybe he was cyber bullied from other people talking about just like being ageist, and I don't know. And I hear, like, other men his age who, like, have abs and are, don't look, don't have such a weird old-looking face.
1: Not not even, it's not like it's the craziest face you've ever seen. But yes, he's not, unlike when, like, Hayden that's is someone who comes to my mind. I can't, I should have looked up his name before this. The guy who plays the hot, the, the Asian guy who had the glow up in Spider-Man Homecoming, who was like it's 45. A, it's a weird example you keep
0: bringing up. Maybe because, like, because he was so Jacob Elordi.
1: I think he's like 27. There's he's like the brother
0: like, in the Kissing Booth movies. I've never seen them. Sure, but. yeah.
1: Jason Earls. <laughs>
0: That's more of a Ben Platt situation, except people didn't complain.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's something very visceral about the way that people have complained about Ben Platt being cast in this, and I think it is tied a little bit to the fact that he's not, like, the most conventionally attractive person. And he's not an unattractive, like, I I hate that we're having so much of this conversation.
0: Because I I really don't think Ben Platt is unattractive. He's just not the mold of men we typically see play high schoolers who are actually adults.
1: I don't think that there's any way to have, like, a conversation about an actor's, like, face or body in a way that doesn't feel, like, a little uncomfortable and inappropriate to me. And so, like, I feel weird about the fact that we're doing this. And, like, the fact that – because for me, it's not even so much, like – the specific things that were being said, although I'm sure that some of them were quite mean, and, like, if Ben Platt encountered them and felt offended, I, like, that seems totally reasonable to me. But it's also just, like, the volume. The the headline of so much discourse around this movie is, like, Ben Platt looks like a freaky old man. <laughs> and, which is not true, you know? And, like, that's that's the, the exaggerated version of it. But even mm-hmm. the, the gentle one that's, like, you know, I, I, the casting seems weird is... Just, I, like, I understand his defensiveness in pre- press interviews about this because it is, like, he's basically giving beat for beat the same performance he gave in the stage show that won him a Tony, you know, that was, like, critically lauded and people were like, this is, like, an up-and-coming talent to watch. He's, this is a, This young man you gotta keep your eye on. And then he gave the same performance what, five years later? And people were like, this old man needs to step aside. Like, it's just, it's too, (laughs) it's people turned on a dime and a lot of people did it. Way more people than who were reacting to his great performance in the, obviously the nature of a play versus a musical is just that there were so many people saying like, isn't it funny how this guy looks? And that's, I just don't think that's cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, here's my take. When it was announced that he was going to be reprising the role in the film, I, my gut reaction wasn't like, he's too old, it was just like, he's passed it, he's done it, he has gotten older, and he's moved on in his career, and I would enjoy a younger or so- someone newer to the role to see a different interpretation, because Ben Platt's interpretation of the role is so over the top in a way I don't- I thought when it was announced that it wouldn't translate well on the screen and now that I've seen it I still think that way. And I know that probably other people were having much more surface level cruel things about his appearance to say and I understand that he got offended and defensive about that, but. I feel like other people, although it was probably more subdued or, like, ignored because of all of the vitriol that was being spread. Some people did have, like, valid criticisms and concerns. And then he, like, gave a response that was just, like...
1: It's just, I mean, the way that those sorts of things get... I think that the time to have the measured conversation is not, like, amid the torrent of, like, offensive things being said, because, you know, like, the people who are voicing valid criticisms are coming from a very different place from the person who's trying to sort, like, who's trying to to engage with those while also being deluged with, like, just things that feel cruel, and so, like, I don't, uh, I don't feel like I, whatever Ben Platt has said about this issue is the end of what he has to say, you know, like, I. and I don't know that I care at all. But if I did care, I would want to be like, staying tuned to this conversation in the next few years and seeing if his, you know, his response to criticism changes when he's no longer in the center of, like, Critical panning that to me, not that this movie was like totally panned, but just like, you know, like, I think that he was disproportionately centered in the critical response. But I think his performance is fine. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it, I kind of disagree with you that it doesn't translate at all to screen. I think that it does. It translates I fine. I say it
0: doesn't translate at all. It's not as impressive. I just, it's not yes. like, well, he should win
1: an Oscar for the same role, but it's not like, whoa, this boy's bad at acting. And I think no, that he no, has no. proved he can act well for the screen in like Pitch Perfect, which I have other problems, for it, but, like, he does know how I, to... Uh,
0: yeah, I don't balance know. His, it's not that he should... It's not like I'm saying, oh, Ben Platt, stick to the, the stage. But stick one, poli- the politician is, like, a super oh, yeah, a over-the-top show. And he is very over-the-top. Yes. And, like, yeah, 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 the yeah. show is not that He's great, like but Driver. his performance works because everyone else is over-the-top and the premise is over-the-top. But the thing- <laughs> this oh, movie is not as campy as the politician. Yes. And he's doing so much more than everyone else. And it it's not like it didn't read and it felt wrong and I didn't get the message because he was doing so much. But just like you've been saying since we saw it last night, how, like, he did one thing and got lauded for it and then did something identical and got hatred for it, like... If you have such a strict vision of how the role is to be portrayed, but now you're doing vastly different mediums, like,
1: you have sure, to either to rethink that
0: yeah, or yeah, yeah. pass make it on jump. to someone else.
1: Yeah. I don't... The, the, the issue I have with your framing of this, of, like, I would like to see someone's difference take on this role, is that I actually just don't think that this show... Holds up to scrutiny. You know, like I think that people are moved by some of the emotional truths that they find in the show, and I'm glad that they have that. And I think that the music is good, even if it's not like super narrative driven. It's just like they're good songs. Pisic and Paul are talented songwriters. I think that this show does not act like when you dig a little deeper, has nothing interesting to say. And I think choosing to make this move, like my issue with the announcement was not like, hmm, I'm curious about the casting. It was like, what? Who, why? (laughs) And I also think when you see this stage show, there is something about, like, oh, there's some emotional truth here that seems interesting. And it almost feels like the musical is... Like, it feels like the Pasek and Paul wrote a song cycle based on some sort of, like, Perks of Being a Wallflower-style movie that they were really moved by. And then this is sort of, like, the story gets a little watered down because we gotta make time for music and it's more about the songs that were inspired by this, you know? And so... If I were to be adapting, like, my brain goes, if you're turning this movie, this musical into a movie, I kind of don't think it should be a musical. Like, I think that the things about it that make it a musical feel very, like, made for the stage, and they don't, like, the sh- it just doesn't work as well on screen because it feels like, it's meant to feel more real, but it doesn't make sense. Just, like, logistically, I... there are plot problems, and also, like, the characters make decisions and take actions that just feel like they have more consequences in the real world than they do on a stage and so like I don't think that this was the right I think this was the wrong approach to this adaptation full stop and like Ben Platt has very little to do with that you know like by the time you're deciding who do we cast as Ben Platt like in the role that Ben Platt performed with all those songs I think you've made the wrong like you're already off the course
0: I agree with what you said, two things I want to touch on. We didn't really talk about his response and how that left sour taste in my mouth, and we don't yes. have to talk about it too much. But yeah, I agree. Could share your thing. I agree that I don't think that the movie should have been made or didn't need to be made. Something he said was like, "Oh, these people criticizing me just don't understand that if it wasn't for me, this movie would never get made." And I'm like, "Okay, like yeah. we didn't need this movie." So, you're not doing, like, you're not providing a service by agreeing to star in this movie. Also, something I was thinking about the whole time was, like, this movie was not made for the sake of, like, art or making people feel seen. One, because there were, like, two gratuitous suicide attempts that were thrown in. And two, like, everything was sponsored. There was product placement in every single scene. I'm like, this was just made because you wanted to make money off of a very successful Broadway musical. What are the two gratuitous suicide attempts that were thrown in? Zoe, just like. Oh, that's a weird. Yeah, well, that was so. Like, at least one of them was like canon, actually happened. We didn't need to see it, but. The other one, it was just, like, thrown in a song. The character Zoe is just, like, speeding on a regular road and then, like, abruptly stops. And I was like, why did this happen?
1: Do you have another thought you want to share? Because then I think we should get into talking about the plot of this because I do want to talk just (laughs) – I think that that happens in part because this movie is poorly directed and every musical Mm -hmm. number, they're like, "Uh, what do we do? And they never come up with a good idea.
0: (laughs) The other thing I was going to say, I hadn't even really thought about, like, this movie ever being adapted not as a musical but it makes a lot of sense because every single song I was like they do not know like how to organically like transfer into a song and maybe that means that one the songs
1: aren't needed and two it makes the story less organic right? yeah it does in the <laughs> way of the storytelling a little bit and it's just they don't know how to handle the musical numbers in this like mm-hmm. no i i like steven chbosky i don't know how you say his last name he wrote the novel perks of being a wallflower or whatever that was important to me in high school <laughs> i think that he's a talented creative person he just i give him a a a two out of a hundred in this movie. Like, really just a poor job. And to exemplify this, let's talk about Waving Through a Window, which is, you know, we see Ben Platt wakes up, he he gets ready for school, whatever, we get some dialogue with the mom, like happens in the stage show, and then we get to the school part of this, which is like a full chorus bridge chorus, and all that happens is he is walking down an endless maze of hallways, and students are walking by him in every direction. Everyone's in constant motion, in front of him, behind him, alongside him, and that happens for two minutes. <laughs> it's like... Why would you not consult some sort of movement director or choreographer to do something interesting? Let's have some waterfall opening of lockers. Let's have people look at him or people look away from him. But it's just walking, constant walking, every direction, just movement. And then the song ends and everyone stops and gets in sort of their social groups. Insane. (laughs) Just bad. Bad right (laughs) off the bat. And that's the opening number. And you're like, ugh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, then we have a scene in, like, the gym, and that's another thing that you've talked about a lot, how, like, a lot of this movie is set in the high school, whereas most of the state show is set in the Murphy house, and it's just weird all of the time spent in the high school feels like it a doesn't little feel like strange. a very specific vision of a
1: high school. It feels yeah.
0: like So there's the jazz band sitting there playing <laughs> Good, Good For, for You.
1: <laughs> Which I was like, oh fun, a little introduction to the song. I know, I was like, can't later. wait to
0: hear it later. Yeah, Ooh, but that's... it was cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um and Amanda Stenberg who plays Alana is like Standing at this podium, and she's like, Go, Bulldogs! Or what's what's the. I think they're the Bulldogs. No, Bobcats. Bobcats, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's just like a random. It's like an assembly. Amanda
1: Stenberg is the principal of the school. I guess it's the first day of
0: school, but we never had any type of thing like this on the first day of school where the jazz bands already like rehearsed
1: and <laughs> yeah that is actually kind of weird. <laughs> they're just jamming,
0: <laughs> they're improvising together. Um but Zoe Murphy plays the guitar
1: in the jazz band? The jazz band doesn't also feel like a jazz band. It feels like a marching band that has a guitar That has
0: a guitar, yes. That's, I guess, because it's not weird to have a guitar in a jazz band, but for some reason it (laughs) felt very weird. It's because it was really a marching band. Yeah. But then later, she's, like, really into jazz band. But anyway. She plays the guitar.
1: Evan is like sitting at the like AV table. Yeah, a fun detail about this adaptation. Throughout this music, this movie, you will find that like random details have been changed for the movie for seemingly arbitrary reasons. So Will Roland's character is no longer Jewish; he's now gay. It can't Campy's be bold. Jared, <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Jared is now gay, um, and also he and Evan together are the whole AV club. But Jared is still mean to Evan and acts like he's cooler than Evan and like can't be seen around Evan but he is But they do gay the same in, thing. In a school with that's not very queer accepting it seems he's the only gay student at school and he's the only person in the AV club but he cannot bear to be seen talking to Evan Hansen in school. And you're like I don't know about this <laughs> but whatever. Evan is also just, like, visible in a way that he wasn't in the stage show. Like, he sits on the side of the assemblies and runs the microphones. Like, yeah. And later students will be like, you're Evan, right? Like, people know Evan mm-hmm. in this there's, version of the story in a way they don't in the stage show. Even
0: in the... So there's an added song that we'll talk more about, but... Um, it's like we go back to the first day of school but from Alana's perspective and before she says go Bobcats she like looks at Evan and he's looking away and she's like oh like this cool kid <laughs> cool on the A B club like he is noticed he's not yeah yeah yeah
1: so,
0: so... and uh, there's nothing wrong like I the part of this movie that I relate to is the beginning feeling alone, and there's nothing wrong with like people knowing you, but you still feeling alone and yeah, depressed yeah. and anxious to talk to people, even though they know who you are. So,
1: I do think though that like the Alana character is sort of supposed to be that flip side of like you can feel really alone and be really alone, or you can be really visible and still yes. feel alone.
0: I definitely like when i saw the stage show the character of of alana even though she didn't have as much to like sing or do in the stage show i was
1: like felt a visceral connection to mm-hmm. her for that reason. That well, she... I was always annoyed that she didn't have a song at the stage show because she really felt like a character who was a stand-in for, like, teen girls who like musicals, you know? Like, <laughs> the primary audience of this show, and she doesn't get a song. Rude. So I like that she gets a song, but...
0: Yeah. I... And I liked the song, but, yeah. yeah. Just, so she was the representation of someone who feels alone, but, like, everyone knows she's, like, the president of the school. But now Evan is also like that, but he's, like no one knows me. And I'm like, yes, they do.
1: <laughs> so Alana, we see running the assembly. She's basically the principal of the school. Like, the principal's terrible at his job. And that gets affirmed in a few scenes. It's just kind of like, you know, the whole thing happens in the... He's in the library writing his letter to himself for therapy and then he prints it. He and Connor have a little moment of connection. But then Connor's like, did you print this so that I would see it and freak yeah. out? Because well, I'm a
0: freak boy. They do... um I'm something. There's like that one scene in the hallway where Isaac Cole Powell and Demarius Cole, oh, yeah, and they bully two Connor. very famously gay Broadway people are like oh. the jocks in this movie. <laughs> jocks can be gay, Nick, and they're like making fun of Connor. And then Connor looks at Evan and Evan's like, um, just like awkward. And then Connor's like, why are you laughing at me? And like yells at him. Yeah. And, oh, then, and then Zoe, Zoe comes up like, and she's like, oh, Evan, right? And he's like, what? She's like, sorry
1: about my brother. Like, yeah. I don't know why he yells at people like that. And he like, has his little monologue when he's talking to Jared about how his hands were sweaty, and so he didn't talk oh, to Zoe, right, yeah. and then he's she's talking to him extends a hand for a shake, and he's too anxious. He goes to the bathroom and freaks out, like, drawing. Oh, hands yeah. A little, he does that. like... Takes an Ativan. Run, spills run. his Ativan all over the floor. Oh, he's like, gosh. oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> then we get the scene in the library where Connor sees the letter that he's written, and it mentions, for people yes. who are not familiar, the, li- the letter the says, The letter's
0: like, like, Dear Evan Hansen. So his therapist gave him this assignment
1: it, for people who really don't know
0: this show. <laughs> His therapist gave 30 minutes, minutes in. And <laughs> That's to, like, every day write, like, Dear Evan Hansen, today this is, is going to be a be good a day, day and here's why. And then, like, during school, he sits down at the Dell computer and <laughs> writes on Microsoft Word, Dear Evan Hansen. So today, today wasn't, wasn't such a, such a, great, great, a day great day after all. And it's because of Zoe and like, I don't even know her and she doesn't know me. But if I could just talk to her and then something else and then it ends like sincerely. And and, like, and
1: no one would notice if I disappeared. Yeah. And then your best and only friend. (laughs) Me. Mm Prints it. Connor sees it. Thinks that he was trying to rile him up. And so, you know, he's a little paranoid he's yes. not well. We obviously find out later. Mm-hmm. He like kind of pushes Evan, steals the letter, runs Before away. Before
0: that, he's like, oh, no one signed your cast. Yeah, yeah, he signed your cast. Evan fell out of a tree and broke his arm. Again, for people who don't know the show. <laughs> so then Connor takes a Sharpie and writes like, huge on the cast, Connor. And, and then he's like, now we can both pretend that we have a friend.
1: And in this, like, in the actor playing Connor here performs it almost like they're both sitting at the table with assignments from their therapists, and Connor's was like, start a conversation with someone, you know, someone easy, some loser, like Evan Hansen. And Evan's assignment was write a letter to yourself, you know, so there's like an awkwardness and a forcedness about it, and Evan sort of, you know, like, you feel badly that Evan's not engaging more because... If you have context of knowing the truth about Connor's character, you like what's what's about to happen. It's like, oh, he's trying like connect yeah. with him. You both you you could be friends for real.
0: Yeah, they really could, and that that's true. I hadn't thought of it. It's like Evan's mom is like, why not today? Like, go around and ask other kids to sign your cast. And Connor's therapist is like, how about today? You like sign somebody's <laughs>
1: <Yes>. cast. <laughs> Look for the weirdest kid <laughs> with a cast and offer to sign it. It's true.
0: But anyway, so yeah, for a second, it seems like, oh, they they
1: could be friends. Then he sees the letter and he takes it and he storms away. So then Evan's freaking out. We cut like he's we see him checking every social media platform. Facebook, Instagram, Reddit. Reddit, Reddit, he's checking every day. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All of them. They make sure you see that logo. Yeah. And he's and just checking like Evan Hansen letter and no, no results explicit. anywhere. He
1: tells Jared the situation. He's like, I, I, this letter, Connor took it. I'm afraid he's going to do something with it. And Jared's like, Connor's a freak. He'll do anything. <laughs> you better be careful. And then immediately we hear over the loudspeaker outside I'm- Evan Hansen. He's come to outside? The yeah, they're like on the bus platform. Oh my platform. God. And so so, so like, he, he, don't yeah. want you to miss this. They're like, Evan
0: Hansen, please come to the principal's office. And he's now like, this is oh, the no. moment
1: where you're like, This school sucks, because unlike in the stage show, where you just don't really care that much about what's happening, here, we see the craziest administrative decision of all time, where the principal, two parents come into the principal's office, they say, our son has killed himself, his suicide letter was addressed to a student, we would like to be the ones to break the news about this student's death to that other student, and we would like to do it alone, in a room with no one else. Yeah, and that's the, the thing. principal who should have some context that both of these boys were sort of loners and that no one had ever seen them interact. And in fact, probably some teachers had seen Evan get pushed around by Connor on multiple... Because it happens twice the, in one day. Yeah, the, literally yesterday, right before Connor took his life, he... It's it. He it public, to been three days, but oh, yeah. Oh, right,
0: yeah, because he was missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Evan was really worried that... That he was going to do something
1: big with yeah. that letter. Some
0: big reveal was coming. Um, but he very publicly shoved Evan to the floor and screamed in his face in front of many people
1: in yeah. the school who probably, like, told a teacher if a teacher didn't already see it and, and report it seniors. to, like... So you got to assume there's some continuity to these dynamics. Like, they're seniors, and Evan has been, like, a quiet, awkward boy his whole life, and Connor has been, like, sort of sometimes violent and unstable in ways that you got, like... I don't believe that that's the first time that's happened, especially because it happens twice in one day. And so... The the complete failure of the principal to check in with Evan. No one checks in with Evan. Also, the principal doesn't call Evan's mom after this happens or get some feedback from Evan's mom about how they should proceed. Like knowing that Evan is a, a boy who has some difficulty and has struggled in different ways probably mm-hmm. the school nurse knows about his anxiety because he has I'm permission sure. to carry anti-anxiety medication yeah. on him like you
0: yeah like
1: like just so many opportunities for the situation that's about to happen in this movie to be thwarted by some administration and it just doesn't happen <laughs> and then you think like and you see this this black man who is the principal of this mostly white school and you're like <laughs> Interesting <laughs> situation. This man's terrible as job. <laughs> this is racism. Hiring this black man to play the worst principal in America. He doesn't get to say a word. I don't like that casting. The only the only words he says are Evan Hanson to, to the
0: principal's <laughs> office and then when Evan gets to the principal's office he says, "Um, Connor Murphy's mom and stepdad are in my <laughs> office. They want to talk to you."
1: <laughs> I didn't ask why. He's just as shocked as the student body to discover that Connor Murphy is dead a couple of days later.
0: So, um, so yeah. Evan goes. Evan's like, um, I I didn't know him. And then they're like, his suicide note was addressed to you, and he
1: has Connor written huge on his yeah. cast. There's also Amy Adams is doing like this interesting thing. Like part of the. I think that the way that this story is told in this stage show is that, like, really goes out of its way to make it so that Evan never makes... Like, even, like, Sincerely Me, which is, like, sociopathic. It's like, like let's make up a bunch of letters for this purpose. Like, he's constantly being, like, pushed in these direct. Like, he's really just picking up on cues that people give him. And there's really no moment where he, like, makes the decision to commit to this lie, you know? Like, like he's constantly just reacting on instinct. And the... Amy Adams' performance is interesting because she's, like, heartbroken because her son is dead and really wants him to have had a friend. You know, like, she's like, this is the last thing that he gave us. Please tell me. Like, don't say that you didn't write this. Don't say you didn't know him. He wrote this, right? Like, this has got to be real. In a way, that's, like, kind of compelling and your heart kind of breaks for her. But also, mm-hmm. she's sort of pushing him into doing – it's, like, it's absolving him a little bit of what's happening. And that also just makes you feel like, why is the principal not in this room? Like, why would you let two people who are, like – freshly reeling from the death of their son be like potentially if they're right and evan who you've never seen interact with this boy was actually this boy's closest friend
0: like there should be someone in there just have someone in the
1: room who's not who can be a little who can intervene if it needs to happen you know like who knows how people are gonna react to this it's just
0: i know terrible job from that principle yeah in general Going back to the school must know, it it seems like Evan has been diagnosed and prescribed medication for a a panic disorder. So why would they put him in a room (laughs) to hear that possibly his best and closest friend in the world has killed themselves with no one there to, like, provide support for him. You can't rely on the two grieving parents to yeah, give him Yeah, like, if Evan having support, a panic like,
1: attack, you're like, well, hopefully yeah. those parents can deal with that. Their son was pretty volatile, so I bet they have experience with it. But, yes, a horrible, a horrible job across the board from the administration of this school. Then she, we actually don't see this happen, but Evan's talking to his friend, It almost looked like they're green screened. Evan's running kind of fast and the friend is walking. And then later the gym teacher is like, hey, pick up the pace. But you're like, how are they moving at the same speed? He's not
0: running really fast. (laughs) He's doing that thing that I would do in gym class where you're literally going at the speed of walking. (laughs) But make it look like you're kind of running.
1: Okay. I should should give him more credit. The boy who's walking is walking really slowly, but (laughs) they're keeping pace. But he's taking bigger steps. Yes, so anyway. they're chatting, and he's like, he tells Jared, I, like, didn't have the heart, I didn't know how to tell them the truth, so I kind of just, like, lied to them or whatever. And I think this happens, right? And then she, she says, they want to, they invited me over for dinner, so I guess I'm gonna go. You're and like, tell why? them but the we truth, don't, yeah. is we what don't. his plan was. And I actually think it would be easy to see that interaction, where she kind of, like, coerces him to come to the dinner. Because I kind of do, want like, it feels crazy that he goes to their, that he chooses to go to their house where, you know, he's not on familiar territory. If you're going there to tell them the truth, you got to know. You're not, this is, you're not going to be successful. You're setting yourself up for failure. Going to a strange place <laughs> with the girl you have a crush on. Yeah. To do, like, it's just not a good idea. But he does this.
0: So he gets to their house. He's sitting. They have, like, so much food they all have <laughs> they all, have, they all have prepared plates and then a bunch of food in the middle of the table weirdly their prepared plates are
1: salad and, and a little bread roll.
0: and then there's a big basket of, of other rolls more, like heaping rolls and then one like Chicken or
1: something. Yeah, and there's awkward silence before the meal starts in a way that I was almost like, are they gonna say grace or something? Like we're, like it feels like we're waiting for someone to start the meal, and then you get an awkward cut where they're like in the middle of a conversation, and their plates are different. Like now they have sort of like they the have chicken under, yeah, yeah. They had the salad and bread plate on top, and then a large. So you gotta plate. assume they just like looked around at each other for like five minutes, and then awkwardly <laughs> started eating salad, and then once, the- and then someone was like, "Do you want some chicken?" And then we sort of eased into this conversation. Yeah. but it's just awkward the way it's done it's almost done like you're supposed to think it's continuous where it's like we get the shot of him and we get cut in closer to the dad but then you notice he's bringing chicken to his mouth you're like what what <laughs> anyway
0: zoe played by caitlin Deaver, and we'll talk more about her later but <laughs> in an hour <laughs> this is gonna be such a long episode we're literally w- I we're i know we gotta get to the second girl. song <laughs> Zoe's very, like, dubious. She's like, I've never seen you two interact except for that one time, the day he killed himself, where he shoved you and screamed in your face. And he's like, oh, yeah, well,
1: um... I don't know. And Amy Adams is also like she's like we couldn't find any emails from you. And Amy Adams is like, but he had a bunch of secret accounts, right? Like she's really desperate for like to have more of her. Like I went
0: through his phone. Like you had never
1: texted him. You never emailed the most common form of communication. I know everyone.
0: I went. I like whispered (laughs) in your ear at one point. I was like, everyone in this movie is obsessed with email. (laughs) At one, it takes
1: (laughs) place in the present day. No one uses email to communicate on a regular basis. At one point julianne moore is like i'm always just an email away to her son (laughs) like that's how he's gonna reach out that was the moment she's like i'm a call
0: or a text or an email (laughs) away i'm like okay anyway then she the parents are getting in a
1: fight but she's like connor was a psycho you know like he there's no good memories and the dad is sort of like yeah things were really hard you know like I, I also would be skeptical that he had friends because he was so hard to be around, you know? And the mom is like, no, 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 he, there were good things. Like, you're just forgetting the good things. Tell us, tell a, the, good yeah, thing, tell us a good thing, Evan. Memory.
0: And he's like, um, well, there was one time at the, the, at the trees. Because <laughs> he's obsessed with trees. And they're like, trees. what? Yes, that's his... He's he's was about about he was an apprentice park ranger tron, yeah. at the Ellison State Park. Yeah. And that's where he... It's open from dawn to, to 10, 10 p.m. Yep. <laughs> Um, so Zoe's kind of like, what are you saying at the trees? And then Amy Adams is like, the The orchard, the apple orchard that we used to go to and have picnics. And he's like, yeah, that. (laughs) And then they're like, oh my God. And what was that place that we would get ice cream at? And then Zoe's like, all the mode.
1: (laughs) No, all the (laughs) mode. So then he sings for forever. Which is this like fantasy of their day. But instead of shooting it like letting us see the fantasy that Evan is imagining, we just see the same shots that we're going to see him. about a hundred times yeah. in this movie of him running just through running. a park, just yeah. running to a tree, it's climbing back of the tree landing on the ground. So he... And the opposite of what should happen... Uh, uh, sorry, this this is so poorly directed. We're just watching him sing and watching them look at him sing. There's no movement or anything interesting happening. And then we're watching him run in this park, which is so boring. And we've kind of already seen this a little bit too because like we know he worked at this park. like He's obsessed with this park. We've already seen this park. We're not seeing anything new or interesting. And then he sings... He gets to the part of the song where he's like, and I suddenly feel the branch give way. And this is his real... Like, and then he says, like, I'm on the ground. My arm goes numb. Then I see him coming to get me. And earlier he had told to Jared, like, no one came and got me. And I was very sad about that. And the only time we see Connor enter into this fantasy is at that point, which is, like, musically the low point. Like, it's the saddest, lowest point. And that feels like when we should come out of the fantasy, right? And see that in reality he was alone, you know? And, like... He wants to reinforce, like, no, I want what I just said to be true. It's too painful to deal with the truth of what happened, so I'm going to double down on this. But instead, we get the opposite, where it's like, he's alone while he sings about all these nice, specific details that we're just ignoring. Mm -hmm. But then, when we get to the sad thing, we see the nice, it just, like, why is it, it tempers out everything when it doesn't need to be? It's so boring. It's so boring. (laughs) For
0: some reason, the imagined relationship between Connor and Evan is more fleshed out in the stage show where they don't have the opportunity to intercut all of these things. And they just really like cut Connor out as much as they could, which I think was a bad decision.
1: And then Amy Adams is like, oh, that's so lovely. Do you have any emails? And Evan's like, yeah, we got those secret emails that you just told me that you want to exist. So I'll make them up. So he asks Jared to help him make the emails. Jared's like, I'll charge you $1,000. He doesn't
0: (laughs) even ask Jared. He's just like, 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 how do I make secret emails? Didn't you take a coding class? And I'm like... Just make a
1: Gmail account, Just print and then
0: them. they do. That's all they do. G- yes, this is they- sponsored by Gmail,
1: and he <laughs> gives it, he gives the the family paper printed things. So there's no no moment no no. He, needs he, it. he
0: sends them to Amy Adams, and then oh, and she, she prints, prints out three copies of, copies of every single email, and then Zoe's like. Yeah, like, screw
1: trees or whatever. (laughs) You really stuck it to trees. But Even Sincerely Me, this is them, like, writing their fake letters about their, like, fake relationship. And it's, like, kind of like you get to see Connor doing some fun dancing. But for some reason, the song, the way that it's staged is more about, it's like Jared is getting jealous of this relationship that is fake that he is (laughs) inventing. Like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. If if we learned more about Jared, maybe it would make sense eventually, but this is, like, the only number where we get to see Jared. We're not going to see Jared for 30 minutes now, and it's just that. And we see, like, a montage of them doing, like, the most random activities together. They go go-karting, they're playing dance, dance, revolution oh, right. in an arcade. But it's just, like, you're not getting, like, a specific sense of their relationship. It's like someone asked you, what's an activity any two people in the world could do that would be fun to film for a musical
0: number in yeah. any movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. you There's like no sense of really... Like, there's not any substance to this imagined relationship. Yeah. But he gives these emails to Amy Adams. Amy Adams prints them all out distributes them she's
0: reading them and she's like oh my gosh larry larry's the name of the stepdad like did you are you reading the things i gave you and he's like watching football and he's like yeah i'm reading them right now he's so (laughs) obviously looking at
1: him and he's holding the remote looking at the tv and he's like i'm looking at him right now and you're like that's kind of rude and then Um, she gives him to and then zoe comes in zoe's kind of mad and she storms out and larry's like she just needs time and then Amy Adams is like, no, she needs parents. So she goes upstairs and she talks to her and she's like, you know, in one of those emails, he talked about how good you are at the guitar. And then she's like, did he talk about how he punched a wall and threatened to kill me? And also this like sad did story about how he I... Did talk
0: about that time that he was 13 and he was missing for two days and then he called me and asked me to pick him up because he wasn't ready to talk to you. And I took a bus, but then all he really wanted was money. And I gave it to him cause I was 12 and I didn't know any better. I was like, and he was 13. My God. Like, what was he doing? How did you not find him? Not Zoe, the parents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Zoe McCarter. <laughs> and Amy Adams is like sad that she got these painful little memories of yeah. her brother. And you know, that, Connor struggling with addiction and mental health was hard for her but she leaves the emails she's like you should read these and Zoe sits down with the emails next to her guitar and some guitar music starts playing but she doesn't touch her guitar once and she sings Requiem which is like oh and Larry sings his verse too where they're just like how can we be you were so hard to live with it's hard to be just like straight up sad that you're dead when I feel like you failed me in so many ways when you were alive which is like an interesting sentiment the blocking of this a hundred percent we should go into Connor's room, but we don't.
0: No, and it, I almost the fact that we is didn't in go into Connor's room. But
1: we, we don't we see anything. We should see the holes yeah. in the wall. Like we get some details about Connor's room later in a very weird scene from the stage show that it feels it's way more inappropriate in the movie but like we're getting sort of like close shots of interesting things in the room and that should be ha- like someone should be looking through the stuff in the room and grappling with like what this means we're not really learning anything about connor in this and instead it's like her sitting in a beanbag chair and then she gets up and she goes looks at her vanity and it's like yeah. oh she's on the softball team or whatever some boring <laughs> detail about herself and then she does this insane thing <laughs> which is we the drive that you oh seems like we feeling now
0: First, um, so something she talks about in the scene before the song starts is, like, how hard it's been going to school and have everyone who never talked to her, like, look at her like she's the dead kid's sister and try to, like, talk to her even though they don't know her. So then we get shots first we got a shot of zoe walking down the hall and everyone looking at her and her feeling like she wants to like d- die like she yeah, can't handle it and it makes and sense and it's really like i almost for a second was like gonna cry i was like oh this like this is good then we immediately cut to Larry walking into work and everyone in the but cubicles turned to him. Because and I I started laughing at this. I was like, they, oh, we but don't need this. there is some logic but, to this, right? Because yes, he's at experiencing least the same everyone thing. who the works with him know. would know. Yeah. Then we cut to Amy Adams in the grocery store, and everyone's starting to look at her. I'm she like goes to get her
1: milk. They're <laughs> like there's the woman whose son is dead. Everyone in the grocery store knows her and then we get a scene of Zoe. she's also not even going through that like that's not really a central part of her experience right now for yeah. her to be but
0: whatever, yes. It's never mentioned that she would ever think of hurting herself in any way but now she's just driving 90 miles an hour in what we can assume is the 30 miles an hour speed limit and then it's like you can't even take it seriously because then she's like 10 feet away from a red light and slams on the brakes and is perfectly fine going 90 miles an hour. I'm like this isn't real. Why did you include
1: this? Just to, like, maybe trigger some people to... take She the wheel, too. Yeah, yeah. It's I, very... And it never comes up. It is very weird. It's like they didn't know... They were like, we gotta do something here. But we don't know what. And it, like It, like, actually
0: pissed me off. Because I feel like... I get including images of Evan attempting suicide because it happened in the story. But Zoe has no thoughts of self-harm. It's never mentioned. It's just like some triggering shot of someone like getting close to hurting themselves
1: for for no reason. I also think it's like an interesting thing to add to Zoe's character. But they, but don't, they don't. Yeah, there, there's no follow through on that. So, so then that's Requiem. Then, oh, then we get... Okay, so a thing that also has changed about this musical is that they kind of changed the sequencing of... Well, whatever. I, th- I think I'm skipping something. Oh, okay, so then we get a scene where Evan's, like, at home, and his—we get a scene where it's the morning, and his mom is like, D- I got an email a couple day. De- like it's been days now since this interaction happened. He's already gone to the Murphy parents' home. Like, because how—it would be so important for the principal to call the mom so that the mom knows what's going on, so that when Evan says, I'm gonna go to these parents' house and tell them the truth— The mom can be like, one, that's a bad plan. Do you think that you will be able to successfully get through that interaction? Because you can't pay for pizza. But two, I'll come with you. we will come with you. Yeah, yeah. like, I will help you do this. Like, failure, 100% responsibility falls on the principal (laughs) for not communicating early with the mom. Just sending her the same generic email he sent everyone letting them know that a student has Mm. died. But she's like, oh, I noticed that you have... Connor's name on your arm he's and like, he lies he's like yeah I didn't know him but everyone's writing, writing it all over stuff writing his
0: name everywhere in memory so I wrote it, or someone, yeah. someone wrote it on my cast and and she's, and she's like, like oh that's, well, nice. that's nice I'm glad that you're getting like, involved yeah.
1: in sort of like being with the student mm-hmm. body like it feels like a good way to be connecting to people yeah and she's like hey let's do Taco Tuesday and he's like that'd be great
0: but then, then she has to work she's yeah. a
1: nurse she's just a nurse thank she's goodness not studying she's not a, a nurse paralegal. who's also studying <laughs> <laughs> to be a paralegal <laughs> Which is the best change this movie makes, except for the third act. She's
0: picking up um, an extra shift, so she leaves a message. Sorry, Taco Tuesday next week. And scholarship essays. Also, she's like, you should write some scholarship
1: essays. You're a very good writer. This is something we hear a lot, and we never get payoff for But
0: Then he gets a text from Zoe saying, my mom wants you to come over to eat some gluten-free pie apple pie apple pie because the orchard you know oh we love apples here we even connect Bethesda, maryland so he goes to their house they have a conversation where okay i said last night there's one detail i want to talk about that i was going to save and here it is <laughs> zoe talks about how her mom is rich and doesn't work so she's just like constantly picking random things to do and right now she's she's buddhist right now so she won't eat animal products so
1: they it's no probably, she's not buddhist anymore she was buddhist last year oh she was buddhist it's last nice year now so now they can have real ice cream yeah she's
0: gluten free now but finally we can have real ice yes. cream yes Because um, the parents went to go pick up ice cream for the pie. But I'm not a Buddhist. I don't know that much about Buddhism. But I took a course about, like, food and religion. (laughs) And Buddhists will eat animal products if the animal was all... They won't kill animals to eat them. But they have no qualms about, like, eating... Also... You don't
1: need to kill an animal to, an an to eat. Yeah. Yes. So that's not Buddhism. <laughs> but also, that makes sense because she's doing probably some in yeah, some like wacky yes, white lady exactly, version of yeah. Buddhism. So. <laughs> I just wanted to briefly talk about that. How it just is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like an interesting detail about the mom that you never really see reflected in like the way she, she talks. In the. Oh. No, no go ahead. Well, I thought you were going to talk about the
0: stage show and that it, it is kind of part of her character that she's just like a mom, like a yoga mom mm-hmm. who like is rich and does things like that. But um, anyway,
1: then she's like, can I ask you a question? Why did my brother's suicide note mention me? Like, I really don't get what that is and I can't stop thinking about it. And you're like. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like,
0: oh, well, he, you know... Oh, yeah, she's like, he, like, never even, like, noticed anything about me. And he's like, no, he, he noticed a lot about you. And she's like, like, what? And he's like, um he
1: you know thought. when you're in jazz
0: band <laughs> you
1: looked really not polite. even
0: like they could have just gone into the song then if they wanted to but first he has to say oh, oh you know harder. when you're
1: in oh, yeah, jazz you band and you play and you a
0: song on the
1: guitar
0: or and a little
1: secret it's yeah it's clearly him sharing his thought like it would be weird we don't take a moment to think about it, but it would be a little bit weird if Connor had been like, isn't it so interesting how my sister has that smile? Like she knows a secret, but she can't share it with anyone. And it's like, you know, just whenever she's playing the guitar, it's like, she's got a sh- whatever, like just a really rambly thing about his yeah. her expression.
0: Yes. It is very obvious that this is just Evan talking about his own things that he's noticed, which I don't know. It's, I don't like the whole being in love with a girl who you like, Watch her every move, and have never spoken yeah, to her, know and then she's getting the, the girl? quizzes that
1: they put in those teen magazines. Is she filling them out in school? she's this taking song... them to jazz band practice This song is the worst song like this moment in the stage show is immediately preceded by them. do they No, do they they don't kiss until no after this
0: moment I think is bound. much better done in the stage they show differ. because she oh. feels kind of uncomfortable. she's like, oh my god, i like." My brother said all of this, like, this is really nice to hear, but I just have a hard time believing it. And then, and then he, he, he tries to kiss her and she backs away. And then the mom is like, Dinner's ready. And then it's super uncomfortable. Mm. And Jared is like, You tried to kiss her? That doesn't happen. At the end of this song, they almost kiss and the mom comes in. I'm like, No.
1: Yeah. Yes, I totally forgot that. And you're... Yeah, this is much worse. And this is the plot point that drives... Like, this relationship to me is just, like, really unforgivable. Like, just... I don't... Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And she, like, doesn't really... In the it feels like the movie is trying to absolve Evan in a way that the stage show does, you know, like in the stage show he makes her uncomfortable. Yeah. And here it's like she just really likes him for reasons that she's never able to articulate. You know, when she sings I know. Only Even Us, when she like sense.
0: admit like confesses that she likes him, she's like, and I don't like you because you You're... were friends with my brother, or like the reasons that she actually likes him. I just like you because You, I was like, so you don't, you don't know why you like him. Yeah, right. And then you like him for those (laughs) reasons that you could actually, like, articulate.
1: Yeah. But. But, so, like, in this, it feels like she, like, I don't know. It just feels like they defer them getting together by a couple songs. Like, I think it happens. They kiss after you will be found, right? They kiss at the end of act one. Yeah. And here, they don't kiss until the end of only us. Which just and only like, us? Like, it, it's as if it's like, oh, if we give it some space, maybe you'll feel better about them getting together because she'll get to know him a little bit more and also, like, you'll forget. But, like It's just like, oh, they're so deep in the lie, he couldn't have done things differently. Like, it's, it just feels like it's excusing objectively the worst thing he does. Yeah. Which is th- pursue this relationship that we know from the very beginning. Beca- we know he's interested in this girl mm-hmm. and it feels like he's lying very deliberately to be yeah. in a relationship with her.
0: And... Oh, what was I just going to say? Oh, yeah. Only us in the stage show, they start dating immediately after you will be found. And then that's, they're already dating. Yeah. And she's just like, you don't have to, like, feel so, like, nervous. Like, I like you. We're dating. In this one, it's, like, the song that makes them date. And it doesn't doesn't really really work. work. Yeah.
1: Um. Anyway, but, they sing yeah. that song, they're like, ice cream's here, they have the ice cream, they have the apparently terrible gluten-free I know, they're pie. like,
0: doesn't this look unedible?
1: I'm like, no, it just looks like a pie. <laughs> and then we see Evan sort of like watches longingly as the parents have some banter of like, oh, we're a family, you know, and that's something he doesn't have. And you're like, oh, he doesn't have that. Then we cut to like a weird scene at a playground at night. Or <laughs> like, does a lot of text him in his room first? Yeah. Somehow... Oh, he, Alana came up to him in the cafeteria because Alana's she, planning a vigil. Yeah, she's pr- or planning a memorial. a
0: memorial and she was handing out um, bracelets. <laughs> this How truly stupid scene. think... She comes oh, up to Evan and, up and she's, she's like, like, I saw you guys talking in the library and it yeah. seemed like you got in a fight. Like, did you know him? Would She's like asking everyone to speak because she, she doesn't know anyone who was actually friends with him. So she's just like trying to get someone to participate in this memorial. So she asks him. It doesn't
1: seem like it's anything special. She's just, like, trying to pull hairs out. It feels a little special, special though, because she's going around sort of with a clipboard, and then she sits down at the table with him and is, like, giving, you know, gives her his... Well, doesn't give her their number, but somehow he then has it.
0: (laughs) Maybe, um... It's because she notices him as someone who's also yes, he, she does. So she yeah. She's like, We both seem to feel alone. I wanna like reach out yeah, to much him. Much like Connor. Yeah.
1: Constantly rejects people mm-hmm. reaching out to him because they also are lonely. He only yeah. wants popular friends.
0: And she like said Jared. <laughs> she said that she were did a presentation with Connor in the tenth grade. We can assume that They're then seniors. at the end she's like, Well, if you change your mind, like text me. So we can just assume that they like work on a project together and have each other's numbers. Sure. Yeah. 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 So then, this just felt a little weird
1: to me. It felt like another feels like another moment that was really asserting how visible Evan actually is and like how inaccurate his perception of how people see him is, which like is interesting. Just a different version of the character, a little jarring for me, but not not objectively wrong. Just different. Mm -hmm. Um, So so they text.
0: Yeah, she sends him a text
1: like. Can you meet me at this playground? Can you meet me at, at the, the night? Playground? <laughs> <laughs> This isn't so, romantic. And it won't become romantic, even though it really feels like it will now.
0: So they meet, she's like, I wanna start a club called the Connor Project, which in the musical it's Connor's idea and he like ha- the his imagination of Connor sings the song Disappear, which is also cut from the movie, and it's like you and me both feel like we could disappear and no one would notice so but really it's just him thinking like yeah
1: but also that song is nice because it is sort of a moment where i mean and again i think it could be i think the the stage show also does a lot to absolve evan but it is sort of a moment where evan's doubling like he's he could just walk away from this and instead he says like no, I want to double down, no one deserves to be forgotten, so we should do something so that Connor is remembered, because Connor symbolically now has this meaning for me.
0: It's the the movie is is trying to absolve him because he's not the one doubling down, he's just participating in Alana's thing.
1: And there's a thing for me about Alana being the one who has mapped this symbolic meaning onto Connor that doesn't totally ring true for me, just because Connor... like. Alana certainly can relate to some of the mental health struggles Connor has, but I don't know that she, like, not really. Because he seems to be, like, he, there's a violent component to him and there's an addiction component to his struggle that's just totally different from her. Like, for it's just yeah. weird to me that someone who is, like, high-achieving with anxiety and depression would see someone who's, like, notoriously the bad, like, a bad kid, quote-unquote, like, getting in disciplinary trouble, not struggling, thriving academically, the kind of the opposite side of the coin of her, kill himself and think, like, that could be me. Because she's done so much to make sure that it won't. You know, like, I don't think that her identity could get tangled up in his in the same way that Evans could. But...
0: That's true. My guess, and this is, like, really just projecting a lot onto Alana because even in this movie where she is more fleshed out, she's not that fleshed out. My guess would be maybe she has harmed herself in some way or considered suicide and it's like oh my god like I'm the president of the environmental alliance club or whatever but like would anyone really remember me or care if I died
1: it seems reasonable that it could happen I just like would like to spend more if we're giving a Mm -hmm. lot of more of the story in that way i wish that we had spent a little bit more time unpacking like yeah. how that connection happens because she could also struggle with addiction you know like totally she, valid for yeah, a person to struggle with a different kind of substance abuse mm-hmm. but that just is not we don't know we don't it know is. anything it's just about something her about her it's important
0: all we know is that she takes lexapro Yeah. because, because... Then, so she's like yeah like this isn't just for connor it's for people like us and evan's like scoff us? Like, what do you know about mental illness? And she's like, what do you take? I take Lexapro. And he's like, Zoloft, Adman, I don't know. The She's like, uterine. see, we both like take medication for our depres- <laughs> depression and anxiety. And then they sit down on the swings and she sings a song which was written in collaboration with Pasek and Paul and Amanda LaStenberg. And it's a nice song. It really, it fits into the vibe of this could just be a pop song. Yeah, But it's like being fit into this musical and it's called the anonymous ones it's just like you know lots of people are struggling with the same things as us and we all feel anonymous and like maybe the connor project will help us feel together or at least that we're seen Mm -hmm. so then after she sing finishes the song um uh, evan's like hold out his hand (laughs) but it's it's his hand with the cast so Jackie and I both thought that he was, like, offering to hold her hand with, like, his two fingers. But Alana
1: understood. He was saying, give me the flyer. I'll go to the Murphy family about the Connor project. Yeah. So he goes to the Murphy family. They're like, oh, that's that, that girl Alana's really something else. Sure, whatever. That seems nice. Didn't she also do a memorial? And they're like, yeah, she's obsessed with Connor. <laughs> <laughs> so they... Then we get... Am I skipping anything then we get the scene where she's like are you gonna g- I feel like I'm missing something but whatever it doesn't matter maybe we get another scene at the home and his mom is always working and <laughs> we're back this scene is
0: the one with the tie
1: yes that's what you're going to yeah. I think that's the that's next right scene. away that's just kind of awkward then they're like what are you gonna say maybe the mom- oh he yes because she they say she planned the memorial tomorrow, and now she's planning this other thing. She and yeah, literally like, yeah.
0: the scene. The scene outside ends with Amy Adams saying, "Come with me," and then they go inside and they go to yeah. his room.
1: So she, they're like, "What are you going to say in your speech?" About
0: no, her? she's like just rummaging through his closet and he's like looking in Connor's room. This is the this first is when time we, we see, actually yes, see like holes, holes, holes that he punched in the wall. She comes out of his closet and his guitar, with the guitar, And she says, oh, he right, said he yeah. writes
1: songs. Did he ever write one for you? And you know that if Evan was a little more musical, he would be like, yep, let me play it for you. But he obviously, <laughs> like, this is the first moment where he's like, I genuinely can't tell a lie that will make you happy. And she's like, fine, when he tells her the truth. But we don't really see him like internalize that in any interesting way, but it is just like... Oh, perhaps this whole thing was avoidable. (laughs) But yeah, so she's like,
0: this is a tie. Like, so when Connor entered the seventh grade, all my girlfriends were like, oh, this is bar mitzvah season. You should get him like an outfit to prepare for all the bar mitzvahs that are going to happen. So Larry went shopping with him and he got a suit and this tie. And then he didn't get invited to a single party. But I want you to wear this tie when you give your speech at the memorial. And Con and Evan's like, oh, I'm not talking. Like, have you heard me talk? I'm not speaking at this public event. And she's like,
1: I really think you should. So he does. <laughs> so the push he And then Amanda Sandberg is like, "I'm so glad you changed your mind." But he hasn't told anyone that he's doing this. Jared is like, "What?" When they announce yeah, the first speech, Jar-
0: Jared's going solo for the AV Club this yeah. time. But he doesn't he's, think his hand is do the the light <laughs> He doesn't think anything of it. And then Evan comes on stage and he's like, "No way." <laughs>
1: But Evan's, like, really struggling <laughs> this at This is first. the exact scene that happens in the stage yeah. show. The thing that's different in the stage, he gives his speech, he's reading his little note cards, somehow he gets them messed up, then he says the beginning of the speech again, then he then just Then he falls. knocks the Oh, mic we forgot over. to mention, he arrives and he goes, Hello? And the microphone screeches <laughs> feedback. And you're like, how? <laughs> What's the sound set up? Someone announced him and there was no feedback. Anyway, it's, then he it's knocks the mic because Jared
0: over. doesn't know how to handle the <laughs> evening by himself.
1: Like out. <laughs> <laughs> he thought that everyone was gonna be so mousy quiet. He put the gain all the way up, and then he was like, "Oh no, <laughs> he can speak normally." <laughs> anyway. So Evan, then Evan falls; he drops everything, and then there's this awkward moment. And in the stage show, it's quiet. And you are the audience watching this boy recover. But instead, what we get here is that we watch everyone Everyone. watching him. We don't really see him. And everyone's like, let's pull out a phone because this is embarrassing. It's so funny and weird
0: because it's like, in the musical part of the story is that everyone films him his speech and it gets passed around and it's very meaningful to people all around the world it's also kind of like but, a really
1: dumb point in the music like it but doesn't it's, really makes sense but it's a but kind it's of powerful of song yeah but
0: in this everyone takes out their phones to record him make a fool of himself and then when he starts to like get into the groove and start you will be found we see a jock put his phone <laughs> down <laughs> But luckily enough, people continued recording that it still got passed around. They posted the
1: YouTube video, they posted on Instagram stories. You won't believe what (laughs) happened next.
0: (laughs) But it seems like the one that got the most views was the one that Alana posted on her YouTube channel. Yeah. Because then the one titled His
1: Best Friend No, no, no.
0: That one's just like Evan Hansen, Connor Murphy Memorial or something. But that's the other thing that I'm like. We don't really need to think about this in the stage show. We can just assume there was one YouTube video that lots of people saw. But on this, we hear characters saying the number of views, but we also see it being passed around every platform on Instagram stories, on Instagram, like videos on YouTube. I'm Facebook like, watch. how can one thing be like accumulating this many views? Like you're not actually getting a sense of how many people have seen it. But who cares? <laughs> the, Evan gets like well, the twenty thousand Instagram followers. I'm like, oh my god. We
1: also get <laughs> um, people are recording. People are making reaction videos to this eulogy, a normal thing that people do all the time. And people are posting video responses. And then we get this absolutely goofy montage so stupid. of all these things, like a Facebook ad, like uh, just yeah, a bunch It of literally of feels like it. a
0: Facebook commercial <laughs> in the middle of this movie.
1: And then they zoom out, and it's uh, they, and all, an, all these ties. Are a montage of Connor's face. And then we letterbox this picture of Connor's face with like a Facebook post, like a description comes up in like 700 hearts or whatever. And, and then, then we pan, pan and it's and Larry looking at the, the screen. Photo. <laughs> and, then, and then he cries. Oh yes, good acting. And he
0: does a good performance. He'd, he is. There's a plot point that Larry hasn't cried yet. Yeah, and then he goes home. He like gets out of work, and everyone's like, "Where is he going?" And then he doesn't <laughs> he cry resort. until he gets home. And then he like his wife hugs him, and like, oh. starts with tears. And Zoe watches, and she's kind of moved. Yeah, that was all she needed to heal was see Larry cry. Yeah, and then she's hysterically crying. Outside Evan's house? Or Evan's just, like, going to their house and she's waiting for him outside? Anyway. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. He's like, what's
1: wrong? And she's like,
0: your video. Those words. I have my brother back. You gave
1: me my brother back. We also, between that sequence, I think we get, because that's right before Only Us, we also get the first meeting of the Connor project.
0: No, that... Or maybe it was different in the movie, but that's the in, end in of the, the song. In the movie. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, but in the movie. Oh, it
0: wasn't? Okay.
1: Yeah. In the movie, we get the first meeting of the Connor Project first, and Jared is on the board. He's you're like, oh, I guess he cares about he's this. He's
0: the head of global
1: communications.
0: This is or we haven't seen Jared in 30 minutes. He's <laughs> finally back. He's the head of
1: global communications for the Connor Project. They their they talk goal, about their mission. The Connor yeah. Project's full. Everyone's interested in the Connor mm. Project. Now that Evan is since a viral that sensation. Apple or
0: Autumn Smile Apple Orchard, I just don't remember the name. It was his favorite place on earth, according to Evan. <laughs> so we're, and it's been abandoned, but we're going to try to raise $100,000 to rebuild it and
1: name it the Connor Murphy Memorial Garden or Orchard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then Evan goes to Zoe's house. And she sings only us to him in a way that doesn't really make a ton of sense. They finally kiss. No, no, no
0: that's a difference i think that it does happen at the end of you will be found because then no, Zoe because then... goes to his house and he's like what are you doing here and then oh you're right like, you're
1: right i skipped that yeah 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 it's like she just like comes to his house and like comes inside mm-hmm. and he's like do you want anything she's like water's good there's like a box of cheerios in the background
0: <laughs> And then I she's really like, had
1: an eye out for all of these sponsors. <laughs> and then she's like, is your room upstairs? And, and he's, he's like, like uh, that, yeah. And then we go to his room for the first time. I mean, we get like a, a wide shot of it and it's huge, which is just like, aren't we getting sort of a sense that he's in a different class? And he doesn't also have any like, whatever. His home is just a very nice for the way we're supposed to feel about his socioeconomic class, it's not yeah, small. He talks. There's, there's not really compromises. To there's a either.
0: line in their conversation about Buddhism and not eating animal products where, um Evan's like, "Well, my mom always says like it's better, better to be rich, rich than, than poor. poor," and then Zoe's like, "Well, your mom's never been rich." I'm like, what the hell? It's definitely better to be rich than poor. <laughs> How, like, detached from the world could you be to say that? But then Evan's like, well, your mom's never been poor. I'm like, I don't think that your mom is poor either. Yeah. Like, y- but he's but, I mean, really. Get
1: a, the way that, it doesn't seem like they get, I mean, it, I don't know. They should probably sue the dad for the child support. But it seems like the dad doesn't contribute financially. It does seem there like she's. Just
0: like... A scene that we definitely did skip before the zoe coming to his house is him eating breakfast with his mom and she's like i saw this video on the internet of you giving a speech that you were connor's best friend but you said you didn't know him and he's like well i lied before i i was his best friend and she's like um you said that you fell at this apple orchard But, like, you told me you fell at work. And he's like, well, uh, I lied about that, too. Like, who do you think drove me to the hospital? It was Connor. She's like, you said your boss drove you. And he's like, well, I lied about all that, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, okay, well, I'm happy that you had a friend. And I'm sorry that you lost him. And then that's that scene. Oh, and she's like, um... Dr. Sherman called and said they're oh, missing had, an appointment. You, yes. And he's like, I missed one. And she's like, Those appointments aren't cheap. Aren't free. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm sorry. But so that's the
1: only time that we see her, like, actually, sp- and the scholarships. And the scholarships, yeah. when she so says, like, they're you not- need the money to pay for college. And also, like, then she says something like, it would be nice if your dad's new girlfriend gave maybe some money with all the tips she makes cocktail waitressing. You're yeah. like, what does the dad do? <laughs> maybe he should <laughs> <just laughs> give the money.
0: Yeah. It, certainly they're not rich. But they yeah. do worry about paying for college, which is insanely expensive. But, and therapy, which is also pretty yeah, commonly yeah. very no, no, expensive. No, I think
1: that they accurately capture, like, I think that the performances and the dialogue, like, the screenplay itself captures an accurate representation of, like, a a family that is certainly, like, would be considered, you know, a remnant of the middle class, but Mm -hmm. but you feel, especially in a community that's much wealthier, like, you feel poor there, even though you're not, you're objectively not poor, but you just, you you feel yourself working to make ends meet in a more expensive community. Like, you've made, you're making sacrifices to send your kid to a school in the suburbs of maryland and not live in inner city baltimore or whatever you know Mm -hmm. and so not that that not that it's cheap to live in baltimore whatever you understand (laughs) what i'm saying though like like you've chosen to sort of live in this suburb and have all of the advantages of suburbia and the sacrifice of that is that you feel strapped for cash and it's it's hard to make ends meet when the ends Mm -hmm. you've chosen or are hard to meet anyway (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, <laughs>
0: yes, their home is nice. And yeah, it's just Zoe's a failure in, in the production
1: de- design to mirror. What's, that's what I was trying to say, is that mm-hmm. they don't match that in the, the production design when they could easily, you know? Like, it's just a poor directing poor design. And... Zoe comes over, they sing Only Us. They kiss. Yeah. They're dating now. Then we get a little, like, series During
0: of... During Only Us, we get a montage of them going to prom and them at a carnival on a date and and also, we get a montage of well it's not a montage it's just one scene of the the connor project has really struggling. slowed down yeah and alana and jared are like sitting there and then alana's like we'll just have to start without him and then we see there's like only five people in the library yeah. where before it was a full house
1: Um, also that scene starts with Alana being, or with Evan being like, Alana and I had a great meeting, you know, donations are slowing down, but we think they're going to pick right back up. And she's like, can we not
0: talk about Connor? And you're also like, why would they pick right back up?
1: Like, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Very specific thought. (laughs) Anyway. Then Alana confronts him. We also get a couple shots of Alana flipping through the emails, kind of furrowing her brow. And then we get a scene in the school library where Alana's like, were you guys actually friends? Like, I just, the emails don't, the emails say that you were at the orchard in June, but we were in school in June. And he's like, well, I And you're like, that's an insane mistake to have made. Like... (laughs) you just that's like not attention to detail that's like i looked for half a second she's
0: like you didn't have a cast until september (laughs) but you broke your arm in june and i saw you and you did not have a broken arm and he's like we were friends alana like he so he's like check your email and then he sends her... He's, instead of showing her on his phone, he I know. sends
1: her the suicide note. The suicide he, note. Yeah, and which he's is...
0: like, if we weren't friends, why would Connor have addressed a suicide note to me? Like, we were best friends, I do obviously. think we actually
1: failed to make clear... <laughs> It's, you know, if you've been listening to this for ninety minutes and you didn't hear us say this detail, the major confusion that happens here is that they think that the no, no, we it, did. did, we, we did, yes, okay. we did. I just feel, I just got this rush of anxiety. Like, I don't think we articulated that we letter, absolutely did the therapy letters. Specifically. I, I
0: tried to get us. We did take a yes. step back.
1: Okay, sorry, stepping back <laughs> the, into the details. He sends her the note,
0: and he's like only me and the family have seen this like please don't show it to anyone but i sent the email to you instead of just showing you the picture anyway then she sings a little reprise
1: of the end of. and it's song. actually
0: the only moment where a song like propels action even though it's not like the lyrics propel it but
1: but yeah, but no, pacing
0: wise, I'm like, oh, okay. She actually like made a decision and did something through singing a song, which has never happened before and never will happen again. But so she's... <laughs> the history
1: of the written music. <laughs>
0: In this movie. Yes. <laughs> so she's like looking at the... They have two days left and they need $25,000 to reach their goal and she decides to post the suicide note on the Connor Project's Instagram with a message like, we won't forget him or whatever. Like, we would note it, we've noticed that you're not here. Please
1: support us yeah. in trying to give him this memorial. We have skipped a crucial scene, which oh. is that. Um, Evan's mom and girlfriend surprise him with a little uh, rendezvous of the the two families. And, you know, Julianne Moore is blindsided. Julianne Moore is Evan's mom. (laughs) Um, She's she's blindsided when Amy Adams is like, we want to give you, like, we know that you're poor. So we want to give you our sons, you know, because he's dead. He has a college (laughs) fund that Evan could use.
0: And to... follow his dreams yeah
1: even though we don't really know he what doesn't
0: he we hear he's a good writer but he, he hasn't he written has, a single he's expressed scholarship no essay. interest in writing any of those essays doesn't really seem like he even cares about college that like if he cared he would sit down to write one essay you
1: almost think that he like sort of is a little unkind to his mom and being like oh i'm too poor to go to college college is expensive when it's just not something he wants for himself but he's like Pretending that he just can't do it, and making and then the mom's like coming up with these solutions that yeah. he, it's not the problem, but which is like it's valid to not care about college. But yeah. that's not what happens here. He actually and, does care about college. He's going to go to community college <laughs> um, <laughs> to transfer somewhere to study something in the fall. Yeah, I don't. He wants know. to be a park ranger. Whatever. <laughs> I don't if he really needs a degree. Maybe for
0: that. he wants to learn get more about yeah the he science. Could get a, he of could trees. get a degree in biology in botany. <laughs> Anyway,
1: um, yes. Yeah, so then Heidi, I mean, so then Julianne Moore leaves. She, like, is kind of embarrassed. We don't really see the moment when she leaves. You're kind of, it seems like she's like, oh, I better go. Because she quips to him, I better go pick up a shift since you're so concerned about our financial status or whatever. But we don't really see how she gets out of the house. Like, is it really awkward or not? I don't know. And Evan kind of follows her and is like, come back into the house. But then she leaves and she's like, I, all, I, like... I love you or whatever. Like, I can't give you anything more than that. He's like, I can't help it if they can. (laughs) I know. Because he's like,
0: I'm sorry I'm such a burden and you have to, like, fix me and whatever. And I feel like
1: it kind of comes out of left field. In the stage show, there's dialogue and plot points around the fact that he's not on medication anymore. That he stopped taking medication because he's doing really well now that he is, Mm -hmm. you know, like, telling this big lie. He's just become so comfortable with this lie that it's not. Yeah dressing about anymore but we skip that here so it just but, feels kind of, it feels a little random
0: but yeah so he's like well i'm a burden to you and like i'm not a burden to them like they don't feel the need to fix me all the time and she's like you are the best thing that's happened to me like i'm sorry that you don't realize it but you're the best thing and i love you and he's like oh and she, yeah she's like i can't give you anything more than that like i love you and you're my son and he's like well they can give me more, so, hmm. (laughs) And I was like, like, then later we talked about, like, you should not surprise your son with a panic disorder with something like that. But also, like, she works so hard. She's a single mom to be like, well, this family can give me more than you, and I don't need your love. I need their money and whatever. I was just like, God, Mm -hmm. Evan, what the hell? Um, but, anyway,
1: then we have the anonymous ones. Yes, and then we have this weird situation where Alana posts the photo at home, Evan's sitting in his house, and Zoe is at an outdoor fire pit guitar music party. It's a jazz band party. But also her parents are at the grocery store, and it's crowded. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. (laughs) And the parents, so, so, you know... They po- She posts the photo, and immediately people are oh, like, like screen capping it, and they're like, "LOL, what horrible parents that the suicide note like, was, addressed it was addressed to his to friend yeah. and not to his
0: family." And then they're like, "I'm looking into this family. They're rich. Like, why won't they pay for this? Which like, is why a are good question. What money? the heck
1: is up with these with Larry's coworkers who are so concerned with his every movement, but they won't chip in a twenty five thousand dollars for this apple orchard? Like, yeah. Also, the college fund." Not that I think it ever there's justification for harassing people online, but you do feel like you could have just gone to the Murphys and been like, "We're so close. Can you, like, yeah. can you help us raise some of this money?" All that Larry did to contribute was he sold some of his baseball memorabilia. That's <laughs> he didn't true. even give cash. <laughs> I was I was
0: about to say like we don't know how much of the seventy five thousand dollars came from them, but that is true that they were like just kind of pawning things off. I'm like, don't you have like <laughs> money? a whole yeah. yeah. But um Yes, yeah. so then
1: they're like freaking out. Zoe, everyone at the party is like, Oh my god, Zoe's such a freak. We're all gonna <laughs> look at her. She's like, I gotta go. And then Evan comes running to the he's like tells Alana, you're like, You gotta delete the photo, and she's, she's like, like, I already I did, did. But it's when, all over. like everyone screenshotted it and posted it in other places. I'm sorry. And then he gets to the party, he's like, Where's Zoe? and they're like, she, she left. left. We don't care.
0: So then he goes home.
1: No, he goes to their home. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> he lives at <in> the Marbeo.
0: <laughs> I just meant
1: he goes to the home that we spend more time the in in this <laughs> movie. <laughs> and Zoe answers the door and she's like, things are, things not, are not good, good here. here. <laughs> and he's like, I felt like I had to come. And you're like, why? But, you know, like, it's nice that he came. He, he, he feels connected to this family. So...
0: Cynthia and Larry are fighting and it gets so a plot point that they've added to this is that Larry is Connor's stepfather yes this is one of those
1: sort of arbitrary detail changes that you're like sure
0: but that um he like took on that role when Connor was three and that he's like been like their dad and that he had a good relationship with Connor when he was younger. And their biological and father the, died. So he's the only yeah. father in their lives. And that he's, like, really tried to be there for Connor and Zoe.
1: Yeah, maybe even more than Larry in the stage show. Like, he mm-hmm. really... Yeah. We get a sense like, that he like cares a lot about these kids. being a father to
0: Connor and Zoe is, like, more important than it was to Larry in the stage show because he doesn't have that biological affirmation. And there's a scene... With him and Evan, that's like where they don't kind of throw to break away a
1: like glove, but they could, and it feels like it would
0: be more meaningful. It does. I was like, it's a stupid song, but I was like, actually excited that it was about to happen. One, because I was excited to hear that guy sing it, and it felt like it would
1: actually like yeah. have he a could new really meaning. Nicely like... choked up, I'm like you do the hard thing because mm-hmm. it's the right thing. Like he would really, yeah. it, he really, he struggled that in a way that Larry mm-hmm. feels a little more like an afterthought in the stage show. Yeah. And
0: um, Evan's dad, we know, has left them. He lives in Colorado. And then we see Evan, like, scrolling through texts, <laughs> and he texts his dad all the time and never gets a response. And the only text he's gotten from his dad in, like, a year is that it says, like,
1: sorry, can't talk right now. Another and another K. one that says K. then another one that says Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, like, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. But so the parents are, like, it, when the family is struggling with suddenly being, like, trashed online, they get the scene that happens in the stage show. Someone calls the house and you, the mom's like, what? Hello? And then Zoe sort of takes the phone and is like, don't call here again, you stupid idiots. <laughs> and they're they're not sure how to respond to this. The dad's like, just ignore everything. Turn everything off. And then she says, like, he never... like it, she, Amy Adams makes a point about how, like, he wasn't yours. You know, like, you don't get this in the same way I do. You never got him because he's not yours. And he's like... And Zoe is like, mom, what the hell? Like, why would you say that?
0: Because... She does think of Larry as her dad and she's like Although sometimes she calls
1: him Larry. But Larry's her dad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know. They're
0: fighting. Yeah, Larry's and,
1: then... and Amy Adams turn like Amy Adams is just a, the kind of hurtful to Larry and also everyone's clearly spiraling and they're saying, like, well, why didn't he he said in the note to whatever, blah blah blah? Like and Evan's and like she's like, right, I've been he She does turn to him
0: again yeah. and tries to, like, get him to, to, to jump back in. Her up, and yeah. then he's like, Connor didn't write that. And they're like, yes, he did. And he's like, no, I wrote it. It was an assignment for therapy. And they're like, no, what? <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I never knew him. I'm really sorry. <laughs> he stole it in the library. And then he just had it on him when he killed himself. And then Amy, I was like, but you
1: went to the Orchard. And he's like, no, we didn't. (laughs) I broke my arm at Ellison State Park by myself.
0: And then he sings my least favorite song. I actually don't
1: dislike this song. Sometimes it gets stuck in my head. (laughs) But the song, this is the moment in the stage show that bothers me the most. Because we just get this song and then we cut to like one year later, and yeah. how things have sort of wrapped up. And this song really, bail, like, it starts in this mo- in this horrible moment where he's, like, telling this family the truth. And he's like, I don't know what to say, words fail. And then he just steps out of that scene, and he sings this song about just, like, his internal monologue, his thoughts, we see, like, I think pieces of, the, I don't know, there's, like, letters, there's words on the stage now, the house is gone, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe we see a little bit of Mike Faced or something. The The family's still there, but they're, like... Dar- in darkness okay. or something, <laughs> but in this, he stands there and sings this whole song to them, Everyone,
0: crying so emotional. The family
1: is destroyed. Zoe
0: is destroyed because she's <laughs> built this romantic relationship with someone. We can assume that they've been together for a decent amount of time. They, they went, went to prom, prom together. Yeah. Um, And now she's realizing that everything is a lie and,
1: like, a path a lot, like,
0: horrible lie. Yeah, so many lies.
1: And he walks deeper into their house as he's singing. He's, like, coming around the table towards them in a way that it's just, like, if you were really in this situation, I would feel so unsafe. I would be like, get out of my house. Like, I don't, I feel unsafe with you around. Like, but instead he's like, so you just feel really badly for them You know, in in the stage show, it's like, they're in the dark. And so you really just care about how Evan's processing this horrible thing that he did. But in this, Mm -hmm. it's like you're watching them watch him. It's like, you feel so badly for them that they have to Mm -hmm. just watch this man cry in front of them. And
0: then we also go back to those shots of him running through the park. And then we see... And then he goes to the park.
1: Oh, right. And he cries at the foot of the park. Yeah,
0: but this is when we see him, like... Climbing and then what really happened, and him like letting go and falling on purpose. Um, and that's Words Fail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then, um, then his mom comes home, and it's lower stakes in the stage show. I mean, I think that the stage show and the movie both really like fail to do justice to the reality of Evan's self harm. Although, I like, I appreciate the depictions of. Evan self-harm in the movie. Because I feel like the stage show really dances around it when it's a pretty important part of, like, why he gloms onto Connor in general. Like, I think that it just...
0: Well, I, I don't know. I feel like the stage show makes it pretty clear without having to show it. Like, because he has a conversation with imaginary Connor. Yeah, and yeah, he's no... like, did you really fall or did you let but go? But he doesn't...
1: And... Yeah, I understand I don't think that he says to the mom in the stage show, i "I let go. I really don't remember if he did that or not. I don't think he does because I feel like the only time where that's really, like, pointed to is in that conversation with Imaginary Connor and not ever, like, so I appreciate him telling the mom, like, I did this horrible thing. But he doesn't really tell the mom, like, I lied to this family. (laughs) And also what happens in the stage show is that he comes. It's like there's a moment where you're sort of like afraid Connor's gonna. I mean, Evan's gonna go hurt himself. Also, a thing that happens in Words Fail is that we stop in the middle of the song and he's at school, and then he tells Zoe like, oh, "Why haven't you guys posted? Why haven't you told the truth to everyone? You know, like everyone deserves to know." He, and she no, says, "No,
0: he's walking down the hallway and sees her, and she clearly doesn't want to talk to him. <laughs> She's extremely hurt, still like on the verge of tears." And he walks up to her. I'm like, Evan, leave her alone. She does not feel comfortable around you. You've been, like, ruining her life. And he's like, this isn't fair. And I really thought that he was going to try to, like, make a case for them to get back together. I was like, (laughs) Evan, no. (laughs) But, But he was saying, this isn't fair. Like, your family shouldn't have to go through this. Like, it's on me. Like, you should tell everyone. And she's like, my mom won't tell because, like... She doesn't know what you would do if you
1: had to be at the, like... She's like, we care about you, and she's already lost one. She lost one son already, which you're like, whoa. (laughs) This lady is really attached to this boy who has revealed himself to be... Not the person for, but whatever
0: you can't. I know. I I mean, I don't know if you like really took someone in and felt like they were son, and then learned that they were a complete stranger, and you'd be like.
1: I mean, they're not a complete stranger,
0: but yeah, like of all people, they have the closest relationship. I let a complete stranger into my home. Yes, but then i developed a relationship
1: with him where he does feel like a second you kind of get why she doesn't want like you do understand and also they're Mm -hmm. experiencing how vicious the internet can be this is the thing for me is that i feel like i have a lot of issues with the end of this musical and i wrote a little song that was like what i think should happen my belief is we talk so much about how evan is this good writer right i think evan needs to write i think the way you make amends here. Is you write a letter to the family that apologizes and also that explains the situation and you say at the end of the letter you have my blessing and encouragement to do whatever you want with this like you can put this online and set the record straight because that absolutely deserves to happen but also if you just need to like put this behind you it's your call like you have my absolute blessing to do whatever you want to do to move on from this in whatever way makes sense because like I think him posting... What he does is he posts a little Instagram video where he's like, Hey, I never knew Connor. (laughs) (laughs) And he, he says, like, you should
0: not be... You should not hate the Murphys. They did nothing wrong. Like, they tried everything they could to take care of their son. Like, you should give all that hatred to me. I'm like no you should not be asking for hatred because you know that you will do something terrible to yourself if you're receiving it like and just also- ask people say i am so incredibly sorry i can't believe what i've done it really got away from me and i'm sorry please stop hating everyone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Don't, like, <laughs> request hate. <laughs> because also, the thing is, we don't see Evan receive any hate or vitriol, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they're just like, what the fuck? Like, maybe you don't know what to say in that situation. I kind of get it. so But also, like... The, what seems like a possibility to me, like the the possibility he's not accounting for when he does that, is that then this there's another news cycle about this, right? Like this this was a pretty there viral certainly eulogy. would be. There's another now there's another news cycle he, about this. He yeah, became Instagram family, famous, right? And there's the family's no gotta be it. getting requests for comment, like once once he posts that video. Everyone who reported on this and cared about this, every freaking stupid local news station and cable TV show that had a vested interest in this, and for the rest of it, forever now, you know, like five years from now, some cable show is going to be like, oh, we, we're a clip show, we do viral things, and this is the viral video of this boy admitting that he's a sociopath. <laughs> what does the family have to say? Like, they're going to have to be denying requests for comment. Like, it's putting them more in the spotlight, and it's making the story more interesting and salacious in a way that will keep yeah. it in the spotlight for a longer time than it would be if it's just, like, this boy killed himself. So I don't think that it's, like, it's not just an, an an objectively good thing to set the record straight. I think that it needs to be driven by them. And I think that they would probably, I think the choice that you probably make, especially if it's starting to die down by the time you receive that letter, is to just keep it to yourself, you know? And... I think like it it feels like the intuitive decision to me that they make that in every version of this story and it feels a little invasive to me that Evan chooses to overstep and share that. Yes. But then Evan does a very nice thing. Well wait, we're skipping. We're we didn't skipping. I'm sorry. We, ta- we didn't talk about Sophie's So freaking. I know.
0: Basically a song that is like insanely moving in the stage show is like really weird to watch in the movie because Julianne Moore is not a very
1: good singer. And uh, I don't know. It's also a little weird because I think in the stage show, it feels like closure because she's like, as soon as she's like sitting, I, I was talking about this and then I got distracted. In the stage show, it's like a little bit implied that Evan might hurt himself and then lights up Heidi. What's her name? Heidi. Heidi Heidi is on the couch with a laptop and as soon as Evan comes in she's like I understand everything that's happened. Like as soon as I saw Dear Evan Hansen I guess it's not gonna be a great day after all. I understood exactly what has happened here. And so that song feels like some emotional closure for Evan. Like comforting Evan about this specific the story that we've just watched unfold.
0: Yeah. They don't talk about that at all. I know that it's nice that evan gets to like disclose that he attempted suicide to his mother but it makes the song more confusing because in the stage show in the movie he's just like i lied i lied about so many things i lied about falling i actually tried to kill myself but in the stage show it's like oh my god evan like you lied about so many things (laughs) (laughs) and then she's like i love you still and everything's going to be okay. Like, right now everything seems so big, but, like, one day it it will seem small. And, like, I'll tell you, like, I, when your dad left me, the house felt so big and I felt so small. But, like, I will always
1: be there for you. And, like... It is a better... Yeah, it's a song about, like, I will be there for you and also this too shall pass. And the this too... Like, but it's not... It's like a weird this two shall pass to tell to someone who just disclosed to you that, like, they tried to to hurt themselves as opposed to, like, I did a a horrible thing. I'm a teenager and I made a mistake. Right. Like, it's a good... It's like, hey, let me tell you a story that might provide you with some comfort and also just demonstrate to you that I still love you even though you've done this terrible thing. Whereas, like, it almost feels like it's affirming because he says, like, how could you still love me after I tell you this horrible thing that I did? And, like it feels silly to be like spending so much time to affirm. like no I still love you even though you jumped off of that out of that tree and hurt yourself on purpose Mm -hmm. like yeah Yeah. duh like (laughs) I mean like I understand that it's useful for him as a character to hear that but it's not like a really it doesn't feel like the same moment Mm -hmm. in the movie because we understand you know that this woman really loves her son that just we we don't need to hear that affirmation it's less relevant I think but yeah they sing that song Julianne Moore's performance is it's, not great. It's sad. She's a good actress, but the song is not well sung.
0: Because, like, that it's song messy. in a stage show is, like, just thinking about Rachel Bay Jones's performance and the context of everything. Like, I'm going to cry right now. And it just did absolutely nothing but, like, completely halt everything
1: in the movie. So then we get, Evan posts his Instagram video, and then we see him doing this thing that at first you're like, so he's like reading every book that Connor said he liked in the middle school yearbook. And you're like, this is a well-read kid. It's like John Grisham novels and, <laughs> and Kurt Vonnegut.
0: It's, it's a nice
1: mix of like college level the giver, and then also yeah. like middle school things. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is staring at him as he reads Cat's Cradle in the cafeteria. And he's like, whatever, back to my book. He's really resilient now. He's this experience is really better And he's going through Facebook, pressure.
0: finding...
1: Y- yeah, what? he's like, anyone who's tagged in a photo with Connor, he's messaging them. I see you were tagged in a photo with Connor. Can you Can talk about you? I'd love to him? learn more about his life. And, and I'm like, <laughs> m- I'm mad. I'm like,
0: you have hurt the family immeasurably. Can you please just leave... Connor and the people who were close to him
1: alone. Yeah, like it's too late to be friends with Connor. Like, what are you gonna do with this knowledge? And also, the poor people who—if you get in touch with anyone who did know Connor, who has seen this viral Instagram video of you saying "I lied," they saw your viral eulogy and then you're you admitting that whole thing was fake, and then you're reaching out to them and you're like, "Can you tell me some things about Connor?" I'd be like, (laughs) "No." (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) But he gets in touch with someone. Someone's like, "I didn't know him," but this guy did, and eventually he gets a very sweet thing. this song is playing the whole time and you're like oh this is a nice little sort of just background music song and then we discover that this song is, is it's on the a flash song that drive wrote Yeah and, and he
0: played it at, in rehab and I was thinking I was like I feel like you're not supposed to record people, and we
1: have like it's confidential. Well, but it.
0: whatever, it was nice. He doesn't
1: distribute it. I mean, I think he gets permission to whatever. Uh, people, he's he sends it to the family, which is very nice. He sends it to Olana, who did have this, this really deep vested interest in Connor, so it's like that's nice for her. And he sends, and it, he sends to it to Jared. Jared, and in the. <laughs> movie
0: you don't like Jared is the officer of global communications for the Connor project but you don't get the sense that he cared at all (laughs) and then when he opens the video he's just like oh that's nice (laughs) I'm like you did not need we didn't need the Jared (laughs) closure but it's really nice to see the family watching the video
1: yeah and they all like they're all moved. They mm-hmm. they, they come brings together. them together. It's and very, it, Yeah, it, it, makes makes it, like, it makes it worthwhile. It makes all the weird Facebook messages. Suddenly, I was like, oh, I'm yeah. so okay with this. Actually, this this worked out well. If it didn't work out, it would have been really inappropriate. Yeah. But and it it's felt a good
0: like to see Zoe watching it. It it did feel like in a way Evan did give, give her, her her brother, brother back, back, and yeah. it was really nice. Yeah. Um, and then... And then we get the same epilogue you get in the movie. It's not really
1: necessary. I mean, in the state, yeah, where they're, like, at the orchard. She's like, I didn't think you would see it, so I asked you to meet me here. And he's like, I'm going to community college. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's the end of the movie.
0: (laughs) Then he writes a letter to himself that says, oh Hansen, today's gonna be a good day, because today you are you, and that's enough or something.
1: Yeah. The end. (laughs) Thanks for. Show. This was longer than the runtime of the movie. No, it wasn't. Actually, I don't know the runtime of the movie. It could have been. Mm. I've been recording for a minute and forty, an hour and forty two minutes. At this <laughs> Me point. too. And the Doesn't movie say the is one hundred and thirty seven minutes. minutes. Okay, yeah, over two hours. We can we can go for another half hour. Because <laughs> you gotta cut but, some stuff out. But we won't. <laughs> uh thank you for joining us for this too long conversation i think that this was probably more interesting if you already had some baseline familiarity with (laughs) (laughs) i I don't think we did
0: we definitely talked about the plot but this wasn't our best job at recapping but i hope that you got something out of hearing this conversation
1: If you were looking to participate in the discourse, but you also wanted it to be prefaced with sort of 15 minutes of conversation about the f- discourse about Ben Platt's appearance, and then never bringing that up again, <laughs> this is the podcast episode for you. <laughs> I, I'm proud of the way we structured that. <laughs> I think it was. I
0: I think it was apt. Sure. Because it, you know his appearance isn't actually very important. No, it's to not, not a all. Movie. And we just needed to preface part. it and then talk about the movie.
1: Yeah. All right, well, we don't need to
0: see that movie, but
1: (laughs) if you have already, let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. Are there comments (laughs) on the podcast? (laughs) Maybe we should
0: find a way to let Let our audience of our
1: family engage. If you're in our audience and you don't have our cell phone numbers, (laughs) you can DM me on Twitter (laughs) at Jackie Frack. And we'll find a way to let you yeah. engage with our podcast. Maybe we should, I don't know. It's not like maybe we have that many listeners. Yeah. You
0: can DM me on Instagram okay. at Nicola R. Farrow. Um, You know how to spell my name because I'm the producer of this podcast. And yeah, if anyone actually reaches out, maybe we'll make a social media for this podcast. Maybe. That would be interesting. But you gotta
1: ask explicitly for it. <laughs> I mean I could whatever I could run a Twitter for this but not until you demand it alright bye bye the anonymous ones who never let you see the ache they carry all of those anonymous ones who never name that quiet pain they bury so they keep on keeping secrets that they think they have to hide. But what if everybody's secret is they have that secret side? And no, they're somehow not alone.